Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. So I got asked to share on Friday at another church in town to the young adults. I lead the young adults in Hillside. Um, and so another young adults leader asked me to come share. And she said they were talking about foundational stuff. And I was like, what's one key foundation in my life that has been revealed to me repetitively and like kind of drummed into me that I have to, I'm like made to meditate on it continuously in the best way. And that is God's goodness. The truth of God's goodness and the fact that he's always good and he's always kind shifted a lot of my family's theology in the best way. So I have a dad, and he lives by the motto. I think it was the church's slogan he used to pastor, experiencing the, good, the radical goodness of God. That's like his favorite line. He'll say it wherever he goes. He wants everyone to experience the radical goodness of God because once we realize that God is good, everything shifts. If we don't accept that he's good and he's good in every single way and he's good towards us, it's going to hinder you in a lot of ways. If you don't believe he's good, you believe he's going to let you down. If you don't believe he's good, you are going to struggle to celebrate the person behind, beside you when they encounter God's goodness and you don't in that moment because you're thinking there's not enough to go around. If you don't realize that God is good in every single way, in every aspect, he's like he defines good, it's going to hinder you. So God is good, and he's good towards us. He loves us. So what I want to share with you tonight, again, is just God's goodness, because I thought as I was meditating on his goodness and getting ready for Friday, there's some aspects that are different, but I just thought, let me share on God's goodness. It's so simple, and I feel like whenever I share on this, there's like that wall of, oh, but we've heard that a gazillion times. Do you sense it ever where your mind shut off of like, God's good, I've heard that. I know that. I want to pray that we don't get bored with the goodness of God that we don't let it become a phrase that doesn't sink in deep to our hearts and our minds repetitively. There's a reason why it's repeated so many times in the Bible that God is good. And his actions and his character are revealed to be good. Have you read the Bible? Jesus shows us how good God is says that Jesus reveals the Father to us. And everything that Jesus did was good. So is that good? (laughs) Okay. So two questions that I want you to leave with and answer for yourselves and just continuously, there are things I ask myself. First one is, do you know the goodness of God? Just not the term, not just like, oh, I've been told of it, but do you personally know the goodness of God? Know it. 
like your heart believes it and your mind believes it. You know the goodness of God. And the second one is, are you letting it manifest through you? When people encounter you, do they encounter the goodness of God? Do they leave having an encounter with God's goodness? I need a, like a nod or something like that. From <laughs> Looks like it's been a long day for people. Everyone's just like, <laughs> I need a few yays. I always give people yays <laughs> or good word. <laughs> just in the aspect of let this sink in deep. Let it not be something you walk away with. Oh, it's another word on God's goodness, but it actually is something that you're more aware of than ever before. And watch how realizing and recognizing and encountering his goodness completely transforms your outlook on life. You can't believe God is radically good and not tell people about him. You can't believe that God is radically good, but he's made you sick. You can't believe God is radically good, but he always overlooks you. You can't believe God is radically good to everyone else when he handed out the gifts, but he forgot you. You can't believe God is radically good if you're not walking in his goodness and walking in his righteousness. There's a disconnect somewhere in our lives that hinder us when it comes to God's goodness, if we're not fully recognizing that and choosing that. I think there's always growth. There's always new revelation. We'll always be more of his goodness is consistently going to be revealed. But if there's attributes or spaces in your life not fully agreeing with God's goodness, it's going to hinder you. That's a fact. You can disagree with me, but I'm pretty sure it's truth. <laughs> God is good, and he's good towards you. So first thing, for those of you who might think it's weird that I sing over people sometimes or sing over the congregation, I felt like singing over you tonight was going to shift some things. And I feel awkward doing that sometimes. But I really believe that God is going to awaken your senses to Psalms 34.8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. But your answer might be like, oh, Chanel, you don't know my life. You don't know my hardships. You don't know my suffering. Next line is, blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. He's not promising you a perfect life, that everything's ABC and dandy, but he's promising you that you can meditate, you can see, and you can actually like eat of it. It can sustain you, his goodness, even through the storm even through the hardship, even through your suffering. He's not saying it's perfect, but he's saying he's good. He's good. Do you believe he's good? Some translations say, um, blessed are those who trust him. Do you trust him? Do you trust his goodness? So what is our example of good? I've already mentioned that. That is Jesus. We saw God's goodness in the flesh through Jesus. If you just have to think of some of the stories Peter in the boat, they had been seeing no breakthrough all day. Jesus says, cast his net over, cast your net over, and they get nets overflowing with fish. They have to call other people over. God is good in the way that he is super generous towards us. 
crazy generous. If you don't believe me, you can listen to my last preach. I love generosity. I love receiving, being on the receiving side, but I think even more, I love the giving. And so God loves to give his children things. He's generous towards you. And he's not generous in just a little amount. He's generous in abundance. Next thing is, there's tons of stories through that. There's the loaves and the fishes. There's leftovers for 5,000 men, which you don't know how many families that is. 15,000 people, let's say, restrictively. It's illogical, his goodness. Sometimes we have to set aside our brains and be like, I just by faith accept that that happened. (laughs) I believe it, even though it's illogical. So his goodness towards you sometimes is going to be illogical. You heard my testimony. I went to America last year with no money and came back with thousands of dollars. (laughs) It's illogical. Illogical. Like, honestly, I'd cry so often because I'm like, I don't get it. But there's been times where I haven't had enough money. But I still chose to celebrate God's goodness and finances and abundance over other people's lives. I still chose to believe he's good, so I still gave. His goodness defines our actions, not our situation. If we believe he's good, we walk in his goodness. If we don't, we kind of withhold it. It's the same as if you're like not having the best week or you've made some stupid mistakes or you're living in sin. I know in my personal life, I don't tell people about God's goodness because I'm not really believing he's good that week. Am I right? Because it's like who, oh yeah, come be a Christian, encounter his goodness. I don't believe it, so I'm not fake. I'm not going to go tell people that. But the fact is, our hearts and our lives need to line up with the fact that God is good in every way. He also healed all that came to him. All, not some, not a few, all. Wild. Wild. Do we believe he's gonna, he wants to heal all? Yes or no? Yes. And don't get me wrong, I've prayed for people and not seen them healed. And in my secret place, I go to God and I'm like, I don't understand, but I'm gonna choose to still believe you are good because you've said heal the sick and I'm gonna take your command pretty much at to heart and live by that, knowing that you're good, knowing that you hate sickness and knowing that sickness isn't from you. I'm not saying that believing he's good all the time is easy. Sometimes it's that choice. Taste and see. Meditate on it continuously. What's filling your mind? He's good. He healed all. His circumstance didn't dictate his love. He was tired. He would still pray for people. He would still feed people. He would still love on people. Doesn't mean there weren't moments where he had to leave, but his circumstance didn't dictate his love. His situation didn't dictate his love. The culture didn't dictate his love. He went to the woman at the well who had like, what, five husbands or something ridiculous? Or five lovers, I can't remember. People that men weren't meant to associate with in public. And he went and revealed himself to her. She went and saw a city saved because she encountered God. 
and she encountered a good God, not a God that condemned her, not a God that shoved her to the floor and tried to stone her, a God that showed that he was good through his actions. So God's actions towards you, not only is his nature good, but his actual actions towards you are good. I'm not saying there's moments where I feel disciplined in the kindest way by God, but that's because he's good and he cares for me. And I've invited that into my life to be obedient, to, for him to tell me like, hey, Chanel, maybe refine this area of your life. It's sore, but it still means he's good to me. We saw Jesus with the disciples. He was pretty harsh sometimes, it feels like, but they knew him. But he was kind towards them. He activated them. He empowered them. He shared with them. He built them up. He encouraged them. He didn't leave them worse off than before. When people encounter you, do they encounter the goodness of God? Do they leave better off than before? Or do they leave feeling negative and drained? Do they feel like life probably isn't the best? When people come into your sphere, do they leave better off or worse off? Jesus, I'm actually running out of time. <laughs> Jesus came to reveal the Father. So there's some lines where he asks, like, it's with the rich young ruler. And Jesus says to him, only God is good, not me. Why are you referring to me? Or he calls him a good teacher. What Jesus is doing is he's setting the standard of what good is. He's like, don't refer to your good works or just what you've done, but actually know that the standard is God's good. God is good no matter what. And then he later says, Why, mm, sorry, my notes. <laughs> I don't know where I wrote that down. <laughs> Good point. Later, he says, those who have encountered me have encountered the Father. Because Jesus came to show our good father, reveal to us the nature of our good father. We got to actually see him on earth. We got to see how he would walk things out. We got to see how the supernatural would manifest. We got to see how he'd love people. God's heart was revealed through Jesus and that he was good. So I'm running out of time. <laughs> I want us to walk away knowing God is good. But don't let that be a phrase that just sticks. I'm a visual person, so I hear phrases sometimes. I've grown up in the church, um, and I just like hear it, and I kind of like put it on the board rather than let it sink in deep, if you know what I mean. Those phrases that you hear all the time, they come redundant. They don't sink in. I want to encourage you. Begin to celebrate God's goodness. Begin to meditate, meditate on it. Begin to recognize what he's doing in your life. Begin to recognize what he's doing in this church and begin to recognize what he's doing in this city. God is good in the way that he gives you solutions 
in his goodness. He gives you strategies. He's there with you. He loves on you. He doesn't leave you high and dry. So let his goodness begin to manifest in every area of your life. He doesn't withhold his goodness towards you. But you have to choose to look towards him and walk in it. You have to choose that. Because he's pouring it out. He wants to bless you. He is good towards you. But do we choose that or do we choose the other way? He is good no matter what. My last point is, in Exodus 33, we can go there. Can I have five minutes extra? So <laughs> It's like 7.30, so I just don't want to waste your time. But, okay, let's go to Genesis 1. <laughs> Start from the beginning. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're only reading Genesis 1 and then moving on. Um, one thing that I feel like always with, with like restricts people from encountering God's goodness is believing that his goodness changes depending on your actions. But he doesn't change. Let me th make sure that this comes across the right way. His goodness isn't conditional on your actions. His goodness is good. He says he's never changing. It says that he doesn't change. So he's good no matter what. And he's good, his goodness towards you is not going to change. It's usually our decision whether we accept it or not, whether we meditate on it or not, whether we partner with it or not. And so one thing I notice that hinders people from encountering God's goodness, and I know in my own life that hinders me when I'm not focused on it, is my identity. Is your identity rooted in knowing that he created you and what he creates is always good? So in Genesis 1... We read, he, he creates like days, water and land, plants, sun and the moon. All these things he creates are good. And we believe it, right? When he created the plants, it was good. When he created the creatures, it was good. Then we go down to verse 26. I find that this is the hardest thing for people to believe. And I know we've read it, we've heard it. It's the first book in the Bible. When we become Christians, we all read Genesis 1, right? We start at the beginning. We think that's logical. You've all read this, but do you believe it? Verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Then let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. There's no bold, there's no highlighted sections, there's no exclamation marks. 
when they repeat things in the Bible, it's because they're exclaiming it to you. They want you to remember it. They want you to pay attention. It's an important point. So the fact that he said it that many times means let it sink in deep. It says everything was good so many times because he wants you to know that what he creates is good. From the start, he's good. From the start, what he creates is good. And when he says, so he's good. We realize that in those, six, in those five days. But then he says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Verse 27 afterwards. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. And then verse 31, then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. Do you believe that? It was very good. You're very good. You were created, and he was excited about what he created. He saw it and thought it was good. It shows our God, too. He creates good things. If you devalue yourself... Why? You're devaluing God's creation. He created you and he saw it was good. It says in the Psalms that he knitted you in your mother's womb. Like, he believes we're good. And he's a good God. So know that you're in his image and it was very good. I think once we get that revelation, once we walk in it, there's something that shifts in our heart. They say it how many times so that we don't let it go, that we don't forget it. You are made in the likeness of God. It says our image too. It's not just Jesus. It's like the full, whole, all the Trinity. Jesus is fully God. That always confuses me, all of that. But you're created in his image. You're created in God's image, in the likeness of him. You have his attributes. You have his beauty. You have his goodness. You have his kindness. It's powerful. The moment he created us, he gave us authority too. You are not weak in the, that way. We are weak, you know what I mean. We're not beings that don't have purpose. You're not a victim. You're someone who's been given dominion and authority over things, and you're made in God's own likeness. It's wild, right? <laughs> It's wild. <laughs> okay, last point. Because I think you know he's good. Begin to partner with that. Begin to let it sink in deep. Begin to know his attributes because those are the attributes you hold. You have Jesus. You have Holy Spirit living inside of you. There's that complete reconnection. You have those attributes and those aspects. You have them all the time. Partner with his goodness. If we look at Exodus 33, we've heard this a ton too. But I'm just bringing back those typical verses we've heard and making sure we haven't rem forgotten them. <laughs> and when I share this stuff, it's also <laughs> convicting to me in the best way to step it up. <laughs> 
It's not like I'm sharing this saying that I believe it all the time. It's because I want to believe it all the time. It, I want this to be my truth. I want to meditate on it. I want to walk in it more and more. So Exodus 33 verse 19, 18, sorry. And he said, so this is Moses talking to the Lord, please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Lower down in verse 22, again, the Lord says, so it shall be while my glory passes by. Goodness and glory, he says, he, he, what's the word? Interchangeably. He uses them interchangeably. When he's referring to his glory, Moses actually sees his goodness. So we ask, show, he asks, show me your glory, and his goodness passed before him. And later, if you think it's like weird, but he says again, that's my glory in that last verse. They're interchangeable. When we see God's glory, we also see his goodness. Then in verse 2 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians verse, chapter 3 verse 18. Not good at the one hand moving the pages. 3 verse 18. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I love that verse. Because more and more we become like him as we walk this out. You are an encounter to people around you of his goodness. When you look in the mirror, you're becoming more like your dad. So you see his goodness. When people see you, he, they encounter his goodness. Does that make sense? But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. When you behold him in a mirror, it's like you're looking at yourself. It's weird. But that's what the Bible says. So the more you behold him and the more you're looking at yourself, the more you see his goodness. So when people encounter you, they get to encounter the goodness of God. You're walking encounters with God's goodness to people. Because you're his kid. When people encounter you, when they come in contact with you, you show them and reveal to them who the Father is. Is that good? That is what you get to do. That is who you created to be. That is what the Lord wants for you. For you to know that he's good, for you to meditate on his goodness, be aware of it like never before, and choose to partner with it and walk with him, revealing his goodness everywhere you go. It's up to you. 
choose to believe he's good because that's the truth or choose not to. Choose to believe he's good in 99% of ways, but not 1%. Choose to believe that he is good and choose to walk in it. Matthew 20 is the workers in the field. Um, Someone gets all the workers, an owner of a field, (laughs) the boss, has people working in it all day. You can read it. I won't read it because we're running out of time. And then he goes and gets people, it says, at the 11th hour. (laughs) And he gets them to work in the field. So obviously those people have been working way less. When it comes to the end of the day, the boss starts paying the people that came last one denarii or something like that. But it's the set wage for the people that are meant to be there all day. The others get excited thinking like, oh, we're going to get paid more but the boss ends up paying everyone, no matter how hard they worked, one denarii. I wanna tell you that God is good whether he's blessing the person next to you or, or he's blessing you. He's always gonna be good, but sometimes you're gonna see people beside you pressing in for things that you've pressed in for 30 years and they're gonna get the breakthrough. Will you choose to begin to believe your master is against you or evil? That's what they're saying. Or will you choose to still believe he's good and celebrate other people getting upgrades, celebrate other people encountering his goodness in ways that you're trusting for still? Because it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you and he's not good towards you. Trust him even when you have to choose and align your heart to know that he's good and he loves you. So let's stand. Lay your hand on the person next to you. If there's no one around you, go find someone. Join a row. Anya, you can come join me. (laughs) Hey. Pray that they would begin to realize who their dad is like never before that they would encounter his goodness in their dreams and they would encounter his goodness in their everyday life. Hey, so I'm gonna give you a minute and just pray that over the person next to you. And then also speak what you see about them that is like their dad. So the good things you see in the person beside you begin to tell them.
So you're all amazing. Go meditate on his goodness and go love on people and reveal to God his goodness. And I want to encourage you, a lot of you in this room, I don't know some of you, but I'll prophesy it over you. So let's say all of us in this room. When people encounter you in their day-to-day life are going to see Jesus in you. They're going to see kindness, they're going to see generosity, they're going to see love, and they're going to see the Father's heart. Things that they've been praying for or like wishing for, not knowing God, are going to be revealed to them through you. Your life is not insignificant, it's valuable. So I want to encourage you to share God's goodness with people and be aware that He celebrates you. Because he's good and he's good towards you. So have an amazing week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.